Hey everyone, this is Luke, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the relaunch of Crestview's missions arm called H2Go. So uh, enjoy the listening and enjoy the conversation. Flipside podcast where we explore the underbelly of Crestview Bible Church. I'm Andrew Gehring, joined as always by Phil Oksher, and we're here again with Luke. And it is a balmy summer day. I think it's one of the hottest days of the year so far. Yeah, right. My and favorite day of the year. It would be a great day to go swimming. Yeah, so that leads us right into our sponsor for this episode. We're sponsored by the Churchwide Swim Party at Salt City Splash, happening on August the 6th at 6 p.m. There will be food. There will be the other F word. Fellowship. Uh, whoa. Right. Fellowship. Luke's I mean, least least favorite there. word. Luke's favorite church F word. Fellowship. Yeah, right. Treat uh, it like the F word. No, we're it is an engaged event, so we're trying to you know, people who might not have ties to us at all, we'd love for you to invite friends to this. Uh we have the whole splash uh to use for our purposes. Hoping we're gonna have good food, we'll have drinks, we'll it's gonna be a great night. Do we have any kids that are gonna try to do the sand lot? I don't know. What does that mean? Which which uh, Saint Lot are we talking are about? They steal home. <laughs> no, where the uh, the kid is that the movie where the kid uh, pretends that he's drowning so he could make oh, out with the lifeguard? Oh my! What's her name? What's and her name? Penny... No, it's something Puffercorn. Yeah, Penny Puffercorn. No, no, no. I don't think it's Penny. But anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, our, I'm sure our us. I'm sure we'll our listeners are engaging right now, like in bad ways with. Um, like, we don't have any like, kids that are going to try that, are they? No, hopefully not. Do, does, Gabe, does Gabe need to warn the I was just cards? hoping in light of recent fights at the Splash that there wouldn't be something like oh, that break no. out. So who knows? Is uh, Gabe going to be working that I night? don't know. I think probably. I'm sure he's going to be on the clock. Yeah, there we go. So, not know, a bad way to do we it. Have, we have lots of church people that are represented in that staff. So it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a mad scene as Crestview takes over the Splash. Apparently there was we already had Crestview taking over the Splash yesterday. There was like right. five families from Crestview. There's <laughs> what I what I what Sam told me yesterday. So. Where all the cool people go, I guess. Right. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> you didn't get the memo. I didn't get that memo, no. I didn't. It was it's the first fruits of our July sixth party. Right. Which is what we're sponsored by. No, August August. 6th. August sixth. Oh man, don't go there in a week from now. You'll yeah. be well, you won't be alone. July sixth. Are you still allowed to blow stuff up on July sixth? I don't know. Probably people not. are doing it now and it's not legal. Yeah. So I, Yeah, I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> Yet. Well, today we are jumping into a podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but in the life of Crestview, we are relaunching H2Go. Uh, H2Go is the um, shorthand for all we're doing for missions. And uh, that has both. Why, a l- why is it called H2Go? Yeah, right. Well, that's a good question. We're, um, do you want to get into it now or do you want to explain like the relaunch? Yeah, no, uh, I, I actually, I'm seriously like, what, where, where, how did you land on H2? Does H stand for something? We, we kept seeing all this water imagery and it was coming together around that. And then we knew the impulse of mission is to go. Mm. I think sometimes we, and so then I think just having a couple scientists in the room, H2Go was the nerdy thing that came out. Yeah. And then it related to water. And so if you ever see the logo for cross cultural missions or for our missions work is a water drop with waves rippling out from it. There's, yeah, that's the, uh, it, it comes from a Piper quote that he wrote on David Brainerd's life, 
which was one small pebble dropped in the sea of history can produce waves of grace that break on distant shores hundreds of years later, thousands of miles away. This is how God works, right? He, he just drops his, he drops his work into our lap and uh, we get to be a part of that. We're called to go and make disciples among the nations. So yeah, we're relaunching all that. And uh, so kind of, we want to give some backfill as to why it's lulled uh, to be honest and own that, right? Why, why is it called a relaunch? Yeah. Why are we relaunching something that we, it's been in existence Yeah, and then just uh, give you some connection. And so again, if the purpose of this podcast is to explore the underbelly, this seems like the place where we can take some time and talk through philosophically why we're doing this and mm-hmm. what's involved. So what's your, what's your guess as to why we needed a relaunch? What brought us into that? Well, um, so I don't know how much history you want to go to, but this, it was started 2012, 13, um, really there was a lot of work done for the next five, six years. Um, then, uh, the pandemic happened. And I think that just with everything put on pause, um, it was just an easy thing to H to go, be put in the background with all the other things that were at the front and center. Um, and so therefore that would just kind of push to the back. I think most of the people that were in existence on the H to go team were elders, and so the elders are just thinking like, why do we need a separate meeting to talk about this? Let's just talk about it sure. at the elders meetings. And then it didn't really get talked about at elders meetings. So, um, it seemed like there wasn't really a team that was surrounded, surrounding our international workers and mobilizing our church for, um, making Jesus known around the world. So, right. right. So, and I do think, I mean, we talk a lot about the pandemic, but the reality is in the mission world, I mean, you know, that from you know, different hats you wear mm-hmm. that that has drastically changed the game. Yeah. We, we have lots of partners who ended up back in the States. Uh, Me have, included. Yeah. Right. We have, um, we have, I mean, but even uh, friends of mine that work in mission agencies, you know, they, they talk about how that changed the game that mm-hmm. bringing people from the field, just the, the globalization of social media even and, and, the internet has made, in a sense, things more ubiquitous where you can have um, like a Zoom call and engage with people. Mm-hmm. Let's change the dynamic mm-hmm. uh, from a mission standpoint as well. So <clears throat> then, like, you know, as, you, as you're here among us mm-hmm. and you're pressing the buttons and, you know, asking the questions, um, I think we're now at a point where we have enough momentum around some of the stuff we're doing that things needed extra leadership. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be a good. Yeah. And, and there's also kind of a change in some of our partners. Like you yeah, mentioned sure. that, um, missions has changed over the last couple of years. And that, that includes some of our partners are aging out of the system. Yeah, if, you, right, yeah. <laughs> if that's the right term. Right. Um, so the, the bachelors are not coming out of the field, but they're coming off of being fully support raised and, um, uh, going into an, a, a different phase of their life, retirement age, um, the ghosts, um, uh, Joe and Denise, the yep. same way. Yep. Um, I came back off the field. TTI is doing more Zoom calls, uh, more Zoom teachings and that kind of thing. And so traveling a little bit less these days. Uh, like a lot of our partners are stationed stateside. All of them are now. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, all of them are. So. Uh, there is nobody that is actively, that we are partnering with that is actively living internationally. So that, yeah. that's changed the game. Like, so what is, yeah. what's the Lord doing now? Um, what new partners do we need to have? And what does that look like for us to send people from our body out? Yeah. Make Jesus known around the world. Yeah. So that's the reality on one level. And then on the other level, all that we're doing 
in church life, right? We have, if you can't, if you're not watching, which none of you are, (laughs) I'm drawing big big circles with one (laughs) hand and drawing a big circle with the other. On Sundays, like we've been walking through the book of Acts and seeing the impulse of the spirit building his church, you know, God's building his church through people that are propelled out. We saw that on Sunday mornings in the book of Acts. Then we went into first Corinthians where we're established on the foundation of Jesus. And now we're in second Corinthians power through weakness. And we're seeing like this impulse to go where we have a community prayer calendar where we're, we're feeling the impulse to have an impact in Hutchinson and around the world. And so I think all those things work together, right? The realities of where all our partners are and the realities of what we've learned from the word and how it's shaping us and what the spirit seems to be doing leads us to, it's time to do something. You know, it's time to, it's time to bring people together and see what God's Mm -hmm. up to through all that. So that's really kind of what I think about when I think of relaunching. Yeah. Yeah. And there's different avenues that we're getting into now. So uh, before age to go is all about how to care uh, for our current international partners, but what does it look like to raise up new ones? And then what are we doing here locally? That's been, that's also been a, a thing that we're learning yeah. in over the last couple of years is yeah. loving our community well. Um, and so what does that look like and how can we press in deeper in that area? So to that end, then we have two, when we are relaunching this age to go, we have two separate streams, two separate teams. Uh, we call it a global and a local. This is built on acts one eight. So acts one eight says that, uh, the spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth, right? So there's going to be a local and a com- and a global component. We're not going to drop the ball on either side. We're going to focus on one or the other. So, so we're assembling all the people who are going to do all the work for us as a body, so we don't have to be engaged, right? Uh, no, <laughs> right? No, that's so that's very very intentional. As we've as we've drawn a team together, uh, we we've tried to think. You know, this is at the elder level too. We tried to think of who are people who are already connected or engaged in these areas who are mm-hmm. people who are already doing the work locally that they just need to be a part of a team to help mobilize people in our body. And we mm-hmm. looked at people who have connections internationally, how might they be used to mobilize us? Mm-hmm. So they're not the only people doing the work. They're just allies for the, for the work that we're trying to do. And again, all of this is flowing um, in light of all that we talked about, like in Acts, first Corinthians and all the realities of that. We also had this thing called the Jesus Project, right? <laughs> so knowing Jesus and making him known that we're intentionally on mission together. Uh, we want people to know Jesus and make him known. So this propels that too. So mm-hmm. that's just another facet that we didn't even dig into. But I feel like we talk about that all the time on this podcast. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it's so impactful for what what we know and what, what is re- real. So Yeah, so we're not we're not trying to get a team together and make decisions. Right. All right. So this is we need to make a decision about who to partner with. We need to make a decision on uh, how where we're going to invest here locally. It's a lot more than that. Not a lot, lot more than just here. Let's just get some heads together um, to make decisions. But rather, man, how can we get a group of p- team together who are passionate? Right. Passionate to make Jesus known either locally or globally. And they're so passionate about it. They're going to mobilize the rest of the church saying, hey, we let's what does that look like to for us to build a separate team like to go into this area of town or to be um, ministering to foster families or to um, care for this international worker in another part of the world or um, and so they're going to be on the front lines to be sensitive to the needs and then communicating that to the rest of the church and to bring that fire and that zeal to the rest of the church you know this is a great time to insert like an insight about how we think about leadership and, and what the in reality looks like at Crestview is this is not like 
the elders have all the answers and we're kicking <laughs> people in the tail to kind of get the work done. No, we are just saying like, there are people who are already doing this. And like in the, in the few meetings we've already had with this team, mm-hmm. I can attest to this. Like there are people in the room that are thinking like, Hey, the body could engage this and we could do this great and amazing thing. Like we're seeing that come out. Like, yeah. you know, you think about people that are um, involved like in, orphan work and things like that that are already planning like hey in november could we have a day where we talk about this and mm-hmm. our body gets behind this i mean they're already dreaming and envisioning what it would look like for us to step into these spaces and mm-hmm. and planning short-term mission yeah trips right and- yeah <laughs> right and and strategizing so i mean all this um the moves i think we're we're trying to make here are in a sense giving you an insight into how how things actually function at crestview that mm-hmm. We're not trying to put the governor on anyone. We're not trying to pump the brakes or restrain anyone. No, we know this is the work. We're just trying to find the people who can help mobilize the body to do this. And it's not all elders. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. it's not all right. deacons. It's right. all kinds of people that are just about this work day in and day out of their lives. And they're mm-hmm. just inviting others to plug into that. So it's, this is it's like, exhilarating. It's like yeah. the book of Acts where they are right. spontaneously expanding and then the elders, the, the apostles are trying to keep up, right? Right. And so that's where we want so to be. So Philip what, is right? going out into Samaria and preaching the gospel and all these people are coming to faith. And then they're like, Peter and John are like, we got to go over there and see what's going on, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we got right. to like, put more fuel on that fire. That's kind of what the elders are at. They're like, man, people are doing stuff. I mean, how can we put more fuel on this fire? How can we uplift them? How can we help continue the spontaneous expansion of our body out into this community and around the world? You know, you, you, it's almost like the elders, we've been praying for God. Like we've pulled the pin on the grenade and we've tossed it and we're just praying to God, like, God, do something, blow this up. Like, show us what needs to happen. And, and by the spirit, it's happening. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's things being blown up. There's, there's things getting clarity. There's, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's uh, partnerships and relationships that are flourishing and developing and, and God's at work doing all this stuff. And it's like uh, my impulse as a leader is, oh God, please don't let me get in the way of this. Like <laughs> I don't want to mess up what you're doing. It's, yeah. it's so exciting. So, um, so in the short term here, uh, as we've just met a couple times with this group and uh, thinking about relaunching it, what's our um, what's our goal? What are we trying to do here in the short term in this first season? Well, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Like I said, this is a relaunch of H two Go. It's not. Um, we are redesigning or uh, putting up a new structure, but uh, can we just put the defibrillator on on the H2 Go and and bring it back up and right. into life and keep it moving? Right. Um, so, to that end, there is um, there was five values right. that uh, were developed back ten years ago, um, and so just kind of like help us to understand what those values are. Help the team understand what those values are, um, and those values being uh, worship. Prayer, uh, gospel compassion, strategic recklessness, and holy engaged. Yeah. So, uh, with that rubric, uh, we're going to be um, making decisions. We're going to be uh, mobilizing the body. Is 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 through all of those different values. We're not going to do anything unless it aligns with those five values. So, yeah. uh, especially as you, as a team coming together, and as you said, they're coming from different areas with different work right? right and so they're going to be like oh this is what we have to do and and you better have you better do what we're doing or else and then there's divisions right so we right. want to be of one mind one heart uh under um with all with all what we're trying to do so um th- this first few meetings uh first six months is going to be wrapping our minds around these convictions these values um and going full force into that so understanding what mission is right uh understanding 
what does it look like to help uh, the community without hurting it, right? Um, so developing all those values, building all those convictions, and and being unified in that. Is this a great time to insert what you're intending for the fall? Yeah. Yep. So another advertisement. So this one's hot off the off the press, you know. Right. So uh, starting in the fall, in August 14th, we are going to have Mission Mondays. So uh, every Monday evening um, until sometime in November, I think, uh, we'll do an intro to missions class. So if those of you are familiar with, there's a class called Perspectives of World Mission. Um, I am not going to make people pay $300 and write seminary college level papers and read 800 pages, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's Why wouldn't happen. we want to do that? You know? Right. Um, so I'm kind of, I've made my own abridged version and borrowing a few other materials and things like that. So we'll teach a intro to missions class to kind of see what is the biblical, the historical, the cultural, strategic, uh, use yeah. uh, perspectives yeah. on on mission around the world um yeah. so it'll be about 12 uh, weeks or so in the yeah. fall and every monday night at seven o'clock so yeah. uh, if you want to come and learn more about that and what what missions is and uh, what god's plan for the world come out and see what it's all about right i mean i think it's a great thing that we can do that um, this one i want to go on a rant about the difference between church-based training and church form training, or what's the what's the distinction I'm trying to get at? Church-based and church-housed. Church-based and church-housed. We're not we're not about church-housed theological training where we're just housing experts from somewhere else. No, we we want to be about the work of building mm-hmm. capacity into the life of our people. That is our job as elders, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever you are, <laughs> what a, am I? a total leader. <laughs> Uh, international worker. It, so we want we want that to be we want Christ to be fully formed in you, so that um, we're going to do the work to equip you. Um, so we're, we believe that we have we have in our local body all that we need to do that as a body. Yeah, right. All that we need to step into what God has for us as a body. So you know, not like seminary's bad or anything. We just have a conviction that this is our work. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want you to lean into us. Some of you want to go deep. You can meet with Luke and I, and we'd be happy to give you like a reading list and and things you could do. But that class is going to be a great entry point just to talk about the discussion points because a lot of us come with baggage and thoughts about maybe even stuff we experienced growing up, and we may think that that is to be the norm for the Christian life. Mm-hmm. And we need to be really shaped and formed by what the what the Word says, and then how that flushes out practically what makes sense in the missional world right now. Um, you know, we, we used to grow up that thinking these humanitarian aid mission trips were the cat's meow and that's what we all needed to do. And uh, what we've learned in recent years is those need to be nuanced in a special way. And so, I mean, just I'm on a soapbox ranting on <laughs> randomness here, but um, playing out, I, I think we're close to needing to wrap. So yeah, yeah. I think we, we're going to talk about your trip to Uganda, right, Luke? But yeah. maybe before we do, do you mind just doing a quick plug for that Mission Mondays? Um, I think the fear maybe is that people wouldn't come because they don't know who it's targeted at. Is it targeted at people who are going to be pressured to go be missionaries, or is it for everyone? It is for everyone. So um, John Piper, has uh, he once said that there are three different types of people, different types of Christians 
in the church in, re- in regards to world mission. There's the goers, there's the senders, and there's the disobeyers. So everyone is, is involved in God's mission around the world. So whether you're going to go or you're going to send, you're going to participate, um, you're going to partner with what God is doing around the world, uh, or you're going to just hold yourself up into your own little hole here and you're going to ignore and you're not even going to see the beautiful realities of God's doing, um, the beautiful ways in which God is moving. You might look at you know, America and you think that our country is falling apart and, you know, the, the church is declining, but I, I'm telling you like the church mm-hmm. is, it's, it's not going to be stopped. That gates of hell cannot stop. And you see it all around the world. Right. And so I want to, I want to give people the bigger vision of that and, and how they can participate, participate that right here in Hutchinson, Kansas, work in their jobs, uh, love their families. They can still be involved in that mission and what that looks like. And and maybe throughout that class, you, n- you never know, you might be a goer, right? <laughs> you might, uh, God might put a call in your life and you're like, man, I, I'm so impacted by this. Like I need to go. So um, don't put yourself in the box. We'll all come there as a sender. Come there open minded saying, man, I just, I want to see what God's up to. To be educated, to yeah. better serve the church. And I love how you put it, to be blessed by the mission that God is doing mm-hmm. with or without you. It's happening. Right. And so yeah. Right. Yeah. Jump into the blessings of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're going to Uganda with our new, I don't know if we call them a partner, yeah. well, but for certain VBS and for the summer, they've been a huge partner for us. Uh, ripples from the well, we talked about them in a previous episode really to VBS. And so you're going with them. I think when this episode drops, you'll probably be, uh, near wrapping up your time in yep. Uganda. So maybe just end with what are two or three things that you're anticipating in that trip and how mm-hmm. can we connect with you in prayer? Yeah. So a couple of reasons of going in there. The first, um, is to see what does partnership look like, uh, for Crestview. Uh, my, I, what I want to do is next summer is to take a short a group of people on a short term, um, trip somewhere to give exposure again to what God is doing around the world and, um, and for him to be able to see that. So does it look like going and seeing the work in Uganda? Um, and so want to see if that's going to work out, but then too, um, this particular family who's moved over there, I I've worked with them for several months, um, just coaching them, training them, um, as they gear up to move and, and live there full time. And so, uh, he's like, he invited me personally over there saying, Hey, I would love for you to come with the team just so that you can have eyes on the ground. I've told you a lot about this, but, um, we'll love to kind of get your perspective, get your feedback, get your constructive criticism, what we're doing well, what, we could change. Um, he kind of has that respect. And you know, some people said, Oh, so you're like a, a international partner consultant. Uh, so <laughs> I, I guess I'm a yeah, consultant. Right, right. Uh, so, um, kind of helping them to see, uh, they have obviously rose colored lenses to their ministry. And so, uh, it's helpful to kind of get a third party's perspective and to say, okay, here's, a, this is a little off. Uh, here's where you can, uh, fix some things. Here's where it could be helpful. So, um, some ways that you could be praying is obviously, um, to see, open my eyes to see, uh, what those things are. Um, and that, I could be able to pinpoint those and be, be a helpful, be a blessing to them. Um, of course I could be, uh, my Enneagram eightness and be an eight hole and really right. tear into them, but right, right. also to be a blessing, right. Um, yeah. to see, man, God, God is on the move and God's working and, um, to encourage them, um, to encourage the team that's there. So, so I would say a prayer for discernment then to yeah, know, right. you know, when to say the hard thing, when to comfort, when to encourage, Yep. you know, and, and to balance that. So that's the, that's a discernment question in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that would probably be the biggest thing. Yeah. And then uh, discernment then on what is that what does partnership with Crestview look like? Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Right. Um, yeah. I don't want to say, well, just because I'm going there for we're going to partner. No, no, might be might doesn't fit with our values. Right. right. Those yeah. five values that we have, maybe it doesn't fit in that rubric. Um, yeah. So right. uh, discernment on that. And then uh, just, you know, prayer for, for Julie. It's always and the kids always rough um, being away for a few weeks and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so that would be the, the top things. Yeah. Well, let me just pray a word. And if you're listening, um, just join us r- real quick in praying for Luke right now. So let me pray and then we'll, we'll bow out that way today. So God, thank you uh, for this time. Uh, we thank you for your work in the world. Um, we wouldn't have ever dreamed this. <laughs> we wouldn't have ever have come up with a plan to love every single person on planet Earth. Um, but that's your heart. Uh, we, and we love because you first loved us and you've propelled us out into this terrifying work of making disciples of all the people. And so would you just be with Luke in this time he has in Uganda, guide him in that, uh, give him the discernment he needs in the moments and uh, give him the wisdom he needs to think about future partnerships and what this might mean. Uh, We know that missions is your heart. Um, You're ascending God. And so we, we lean into you and ask you to guide us in this upcoming season as we uh, just think about what this means for us as a body. So uh, yeah, we lean into you and ask all this in Jesus name. Amen.